Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. What is it now, Karen? Episode one. Alternative no, season season two episode one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we never said season one episode one. Oh, but now we've done it. Now we're starting a new one. It's got yeah. So it's- that's why I think to save any of the. Am I going to have to all season go? Season two, episode two. Yeah. Mm-mm. Right. Right, so for 30 seconds in the season, season two, right. you've already f***ed up. Okay, let's try that again. What is it now, Karen? Episode 12. <laughs> What's funny about episode 12? <laughs> what is it now, Karen? Series two, episode one. Welcome back to the What Is It Now Karen podcast. Um, if you're new here, my name is Bethany and I'm with my friend Joe. We recorded a bunch of episodes last year if you want to check them out. Um, we look at what's happening in the news, social media and have a laugh about what the Karens have got to say about it. Talk about our, our own Karenisms. Yeah, it's as simple as that. I was thinking actually, I was thinking all the day, you know how we always shorten it to wink? Like I think our followers should be called winkers. Like, like, a woman. <laughs> yeah. like they're not listeners; they're winkers. Yeah, I love it. We're a couple of winkers. Mm, we are <laughs> a bunch of winkers. Um, how, how have you been? Well, it's a new year. It's a new year. Yeah, it's a new city. We had a little bit of a break. I mean, like everyone, there hasn't been much much going on with the you know the slight issue of the pandemic in the way but you know and it's crazy it's still here remember when did we start doing this maybe like september or something yeah and at that point we were like i cannot believe we're still in this situation and here we are february (laughs) and we're still in this situation not much has changed for me either hair's a wee bit longer my temper's a wee bit shorter um, my mood's um, a lower. I'm developing a is it a Malin streak, where I'm developing like a cluster of grey hairs. Like right, <sighs> you notice I'm sporting a nice kind of side shed tonight. That's because when I wear my hair in the middle part, I have this like ma. Is it a Malin streak? Have I made that up? I have no idea. I've got a wee cluster here on on the side of my head. I thought you were just wearing a wee side shed to bring back kind of 2008 vibes. Well. I'm bringing it back, but only through necessity. The naughties are back, though. Are they? 
I hope they don't come back in terms of fashion. I realize that was a dark time for everyone. Mm. I really Skinny hope jeans, they... maybe the only thing that we keep. I hope they bring back tooth gems. Oh my God. No. I, was, I was never allowed them when they were in fashion the first time. So maybe now is an act of defiance. <laughs> can we wear them? No, can I just say, can I, I've got a story about tooth gem. <laughs> I once used to sit next to a girl in primary school who had a tooth gem and all this plaque used to accumulate around it and you could like see it. It was absolutely horrific. Well, that's the price you pay for fashion. Uh, there used to be a vodka advert as well or something where like an old man died and got cremated and then his ashes got turned into diamond and ended up on some like hot chick's tooth like drinking Smirnoff vodka or something. I want, that, I want that to happen to me when I die. What, you want it to be turned into a tooth gem? Mm-hmm, a tooth gem for a hot chick. <laughs> so, I've, um, although not, nothing really has changed in our lives and everything's getting on hold, I've made a list of kind of exciting slash semi-interesting things that have happened to me since we last recorded. I don't know if you want to oh, nice. indulge me in this. Always. Okay, so the first thing, well, in fact, shall we go in like ascending order of like least to most important? Okay, yeah, save the best to last. Yeah, so one interesting thing is is that there's somebody I'm, I'm friends with on Facebook who keeps posting lovely pictures of their homemade dinners alongside the recipe book, but they keep censoring out the recipe in the picture, like squiggle on it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't, I don't is, it, is it because like they've paid for the book, so they don't want anyone having like the free content that's in the book? That's wee dick energy, though, isn't it? Like that's <laughs> pathetic. No, I don't. I really don't know what it is. I don't know if it's copyright. I don't know if they think that Facebook will pick up the. I, I have no idea. But essentially, it's like a picture of like a tikka masala, and then a picture of a book open at the page for tikka masala, and you can see like the heading, but then there's like a Microsoft Paint squiggle across all the words and you can't follow the recipe. Why bother even uploading the picture of the recipe book? Yeah, exactly. So I'm none the wiser. I'm still doing a bit of digging on that one, Um, but it's happened four or five times. Keep keep us updated on that one. I'll let you know how that one pans out. Um, What next? Oh, if if you listen to our first series, you know that it's you know, I'm emotionally stunted and we were talking about how I haven't cried since Scotland failed to qualify for the Euros mm-hmm. um, since 2008. Which is what, 2008? 2007 or eight, yeah. So in that, obviously in the interim, we have qualified for Euros and I have cried. Isn't that, I, I was quite proud of myself. Yeah, well done. You must have needed it. I think I did. I had a wee cathartic greet on Hug mm-hmm. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Would recommend it to everyone, actually. Yeah. Um, so that was quite good. I'm, I'm um, about one a day at the moment. <laughs> you must be dehydrated. <laughs> um, what next? Oh, I, I've um, crashed my bike twice. Oh. Which, I, which I've literally never ever done before as, as an adult, but I've managed to do it twice in the space of like two months. That's good. First one, I was cycling through the park and like went to turn quite fast and it was just a complete sheet of ice and like I came off and like skidded along for like 10 feet on this ice. 
and these dog walkers were like, oh, <laughs> like yelped. I didn't even make a sound. I just like skidded across, and they were like, "Are you all right?" And they were like, obviously keeping their social distance. Oh, but sorry. They were like, literally standing like four meters away, shouting at me, "Are you okay?" I was like, first of all, I'm fine. Second of all, if I wasn't fine, would you still like stand miles away from me, or would you come and help me? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but see the phrase social distance, of course. Can we leave that in 2020? <laughs> can, you, can we just all assume that if you're not an idiot, you're social distanced? And don't say that, especially don't say it when you're not socially distant. <laughs> like, I think people used to just, I think people would like hang out not socially distant, but then like quickly take a picture for Instagram, like two metres apart and say yeah. social distance. Social Social distance, of course. Can of we just course, it was always of course at the end. <laughs> Can we just leave that in yeah. 2020? Absolutely. Uh, Sorry. And the most, the most interesting and best thing that's happened to me is I've, I've only gone and had my bloody vaccine. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, here at Wink, we are very much um, pro-vaccine. <laughs> yeah, pro, we're pro-vaxxers. Yeah, which maybe brings me on to the most exciting thing that's happened to me, and that I joined an, an I joined a few um, anti-vax Facebook pages <laughs> over <laughs> the new year. I was mainly just curious. Um, you know, a lot of people who are anti-vax are so passionate about it that I'm thinking, you know, where where are they getting this information from? Like, why? I wouldn't say I'm passionately pro-vaccine. You know, so where are they getting this information that is making them so passionate to spread the word? And I joined quite a few, and oh, it's just hilarious. Uh, one kind of niche thing that I found was that a lot of like minion, you know, like the film Despicable Me, like the minions. There's a lot of like minion content. Like we don't get the vaccine with like a picture of like the minions, and it's like. <laughs> Minions don't get vaccines, so don't vaccinate your children. I I really can't stand minion culture. <laughs> has to die. Minion culture. I was like, <laughs> but like even like obviously that's still persistent in these weird anti-vax groups. But that for a while was like a meme about like a typical white mum on Facebook, like posting <laughs> minion memes, like a minion like holding a glass of red wine and all this kind of stuff. So they post like minion content, they post sort of random screenshots with no sources and <laughs> they'll link off to some like unknown medical journal from the university of wherever. Life. University of life. Or it'll be like WhatsApp screen messages from NHS doctors that names are blurred out and stuff like that. And you from know Professor, Professor Denise Welch. Yeah. So you know, maybe even if they had one piece of evidence from one credible source, I might, you know, rethink or, you know, reconsider the vaccine. But there was literally, I've joined quite a few of the groups now as well. There isn't one. <laughs> and if anyone, um, I feel like there's maybe a few people like me who've joined, who try and infiltrate, and they just get called a sheep or um, do some, do, do your own research, do your own independent research. <laughs> So have you, have you as like a, a double agent, have you posted anything or sh- like been active in these communities to like try and... No, um, just a silent... Um... Assassin. Assassin. <laughs> a silent fart. 
Well, that's interesting. That's that's like investigative journalism. I don't think we're really used to that standard of commitment on this podcast. Like undercover. Next, you'll be wearing like body cams and like going to undercover meetings with local drug lords. <laughs> Next week on the What Is It Now Cam podcast. Could you imagine if this evolved into like a breaking news agency or something? Oh, I would love it. But kept the name What Is It Now Cam. <laughs> Wink. Wink. Wink news. circle back to that socially distancing we were talking about do you know who actually was really annoying me um, in the interim in our, in our hiatus Rita Ora she caught like three times breaking lockdown rules she tried to have like a 30th birthday party with like 15 people or something mm. at the height of the pandemic and she flew away to like Italy or something Italy and back I actually think she's probably one of the most overrated and least talented pop stars out there I don't know why people keep forcing her on us like she's not that good I always remember one time she. Whoa. I'm sorry, I'm about to run. <laughs> one time she tweeted, um, "100 thousand likes and RTs, and I'll release my new single early." And she got like 200 or something. <laughs> and then she had to post later, being like, "My account was hacked. Nothing gets released till I'm ready." <laughs> so sad. That's like the equivalent of like people who post an Instagram picture, but then they don't get any likes and they delete it, and then it's like. Oh, Instagram, like, deleted this. Um, re-uploading. <laughs> Talking about um, celebrities going abroad. I don't want to get into it too much, um, but the Captain Tom going to Barbados. Now... Rest in peace, first yeah, of all. I was really, I was really upset when I heard that Captain Tom had died, you know... He raised a lot of money for the NHS. Not, not that the NHS should need fundraising from a 100-year-old man, but raised a lot of money, raised a lot of people's spirits in a time where I think we really needed it and deserves kind of all the accolades that he got. But I just find it interesting that when he took a trip to Barbados, which, hold my hands up, if I was 100 years old and I was given a free holiday to Barbados, would I take it? Probably. But it's the reporting of his holiday versus, you know, Rita's holiday or other normal people's holiday. Anyone else who takes a holiday, they are selfish. They hate the NHS. <laughs> you know, there's a pandemic going on, guys. But when he goes on, when he went on holiday, it was, um, he was making special memories with his family. And that's all I have to say about that. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> No, it was, um, everyone, I think he just got a free pass because it was like, well, it's like 100 and he's just raised 30 million pounds. But I know what you mean, it's frustrating. There's a lot of people, though, who, you know, who are, who want to make lasting memories, who are, you know, and they want to go on one last holiday, but they've not been able to. So I think people, and when people were questioning it, they were just being called trolls. But rather than actually saying, look, well, I wanted to go on one last holiday with my dying relative, but I couldn't. That's not being a troll. That's just asking a legitimate question. I, I was I, I was a bit dis... Well, I knew it was coming, but I was a bit dismayed to see the... It was like... It felt like Remembering Sunday or something. It was like... Yeah. All these people doing, like, Captain Tom makeup and stuff as a tribute. I was like, guys, that's not respectful no. or tasteful at all. 
I'm sure if people <laughs> will have seen it. Did you? Did you? Did you? <laughs> he lost the plot. Did you? Did you see the guy who done a paper mashing? Oh my god, I did actually. It was a heart and he was like seven foot tall. Got this big paper mache Captain Tom head on. Like that is I'm sorry, that is not respectful. That was the height of disrespect, I felt. Uh-huh. Oh. But you know, without wanting to make the guy's legacy political, it was the the poppy monsters that were out doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. They wear, they have a poppy on their, their van <laughs> all year round. But I just I, I was stunned. It was like it was like like the Daily Mail and stuff being like makeup artist shares stunning tribute to Captain Tom and it's like just hard like done as an old man with like a blazer on and some medals. I was like, yeah, what? that's that's not disrespectful. But someone not going out and clapping is disrespectful. <laughs> there was a guy. There was a there was a a black priest on Twitter who said that the clap for Captain Tom was, was a white British nationalist cult. And I thought that was quite an inflammatory statement, but when you see this, like the, that kind of weird, frankly weird reaction to him, to him passing away, yeah, then you can understand why. It's like, would another country do stuff like that? So just, I just found it quite odd. I, I, would, have, I would have felt like, you know, Maybe a, wee, a nice wee tribute on the news. Maybe a wee statement from the Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. But, like, to go and, you know, slap all that Lizzie Arden on your face and sculpt it into looking like a hundred-year-old man is just odd to me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And there was a suggestion that he should have a state funeral. <laughs> I was like, no! Surely that negates all that fundraising he did. If he then... Sp- Spend all, ta- all the taxpayers' money on his funeral, and I'm pretty sure his family wouldn't want that anyway. Yeah. What a debacle. I think it's just bizarre times. I think maybe the reaction is just a, a reflection of the, the weird the, feeling of the country at the moment. <sighs> I saw that someone had a pair of like Adidas Gazelles customised with Captain Tom's face on. <laughs> like, Zimmer free. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not laughing. There was a Zimmer free one the heel. Like, oh. I don't know. I mean, we're not laughing. We're not laughing. No, at- absolutely not. Like the guy, the guy raised 30, 40 million quid for a health service in crisis. I'm, I'm just laughing. I am just completely perplexed by the reaction. Yeah, and oh. the weird, and the weird kind of inflammatory reaction of like anyone who questions, like. The thing is, I think the two aren't mutually exclusive for me. So you can think that his holiday to Barbados was a bit ill-judged, but still think that he was a really great man who deserves respect and did a lot of great things for our country. You know, the two things can be true at the same time. And you can also show respect by, you know, keeping him in your thoughts and in your, you know, keeping his family in your prayers or whatever without having to customise a pair of Adidas gazelles or make a paper mache head, you know? I think it makes a mockery of the of them. Like, I, like yeah. the fact that we're sitting here laughing at the fact someone's made gazelles is in itself a sign that it shouldn't have happened. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And happier mm. news, it's Jennifer Aniston's birthday today, so happy oh, birthday, Jen. Happy birthday, Jen. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. 52. Let's, let's, um, let's get something organised when all this is over. We'll get a couple of wee drinks. <laughs> when all this craziness is over. A wee catch-up, missus. <laughs> right. Right. It's time for the first Karen of the second series. It is a belter, isn't it? Yeah, but I think we're keeping it light. We've done a lot of kind of hard-hitting subjects, I think, on the podcast, but we want to keep it a bit light this week, which is why we're talking about the recent um, courtside Karen, which was a fan who turns out to be one their one of the opponent's wife at a basketball game who um, got chucked out for heckling um, or trash-talking LeBron James. LeBron James. Do you know he's 46? Unbelievable. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know he was that old. I didn't, well, I guess it's all power to him, still playing basketball at 46. I've tried to play basketball once um, at uni and I turned into like a weird, like, breathless beetroot. It was very strange because <laughs> it's like indoors and quite intense and it was, it was like in a gym hall and there was like no air conditioning. I was like purple. I mean, I'm tall enough for it, don't get me wrong, but it's not for me. Not the one. Right, tell us more. So it was Juliana Carlos. She thought that LeBron James looked at her husband in the wrong way and basically started heckling him and got tucked out and was posting like Instagram videos. We we can't play them on the podcast because there's far too many profanities. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to be demonetized. Yes, you. And then LeBron James tweeted after saying, "Courtside Karen was mad, mad." (laughs) (laughs) Right. So what he's apparently looked at somebody the wrong way, and she's. I've got. I'm looking at a picture of her just now on my phone. She's standing. She's doing like the the classic Karen pose. She's like standing. She's like this, pointing really aggressively with her finger, and she's like shouting over her finger. Yeah, so basically Le- LeBron James looked at her husband who was on the opposing team in the wrong way and she didn't want anyone... No, no, her husband wasn't on the other team. Her husband was like in the crowd with her. Oh, so LeBron James was talking to her husband in the crowd. She also she also did the, the very cliche thing of taking her mask off to scream at someone. <laughs> it's at the very moment you should keep your mask on. So LeBron James himself said that he and, and this woman's husband were having words during the game. Mm. And um, the the husband went a little bit out of bounds, end quote. Um, and then the wife stood up and like started um, shouting. Ah, right, okay. So the husband and wife were in the audience. I think you call it a crowd when it's sports, not an audience. So she, so she was in the crowd with her husband. I think him and LeBron James were having a back and forth. Yeah. And then whatever, something's been said that's crossed the line or that Juliana's not really liked and she's, she's stood up, taken her mask off and started shouting the odds. Like a wee wifey down the barris. I thought we could um, have a little uh, fill in the blank game. Okay. Relating to this story. So this guy, Chris, Chris Carlos, who's the woman's husband, 
has a history of of uh, not really liking LeBron James. Apparently, okay. <laughs> somebody dug up old tweets or something from like three or four years ago. Okay. He, uh, I've got no context for this tweet at all. But so he wrote like something like, "I'll I'll read it out and then I'll say the blank and you have to fill it in." Can you tell I don't like this guy? He almost blank my wallet and phone. He almost stole. Uh, no, 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 no. It's more yeah. like sur- surreal than that. Like, I was like, what? He almost copied. Copied? Copied as in, like, had bought the same one? Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was like, no. He almost, I don't know. He almost sat his big ass on my wallet and phone. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell does that, why, what does that relate to? So the guy obviously doesn't like LeBron, has managed to get courtside seats in a more or less empty stadium to just heckle him and then has gone viral. <laughs> Fair play. Well done. What must, it be like, what must it be like to be that angry? You know, they clearly have beef with LeBron James and they've bought courtside seats. I know, like, Jane, they went there thinking, I'm going to have a right go at this guy. Yeah. No does, I'm going to find a reason to go, go off my head at him. It's very strange. It's generally speaking, do you know, I can understand sometimes I do it where I, like, follow people on Twitter that I don't like, I don't agree with. It's that kind of hate follow, isn't it? But I wouldn't go as far as to, like, paying money to go and, like, see them or spend time with them. I know, no, that's just it? like, that's the kind of step to, if that's like the step further than, you know, following them on Twitter or... How much would that have costed for courtside seats? Oh, crazy money. And then you end up getting kicked out because you could <laughs> hold your tongue. <laughs> it's like top athlete who probably doesn't even know who you are. The guy seems like a... They both seem like deadies, don't they? Courtside Karen is hilarious. Oh, what a name. I know, that's great. I love the, the, the alliteration. Have you ever heckled someone at a sports match? <laughs> I can't say I have, but what this story reminded me of was a time when I was watching my younger brother playing football and now I can't remember if it was one of the mums or dads got in a fight with another um with another parent because well what they thought they thought that they'd called their son a c-word right and then their defense was i never i never called him the c-word i just called him a wee dirty rat <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, sorry, this is children's football. Yeah, this is children's football. So this is like, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing age, you're like eight or something, eight or nine. Under nines. Under God. nines. The parent in question, you know, was defensive because I only called him a dirty wee rat because obviously there was a bad tackle or, or, or something. But it just then took me back to that time of going to see like my brother. I didn't go often, but when I did, I would just feel so uncomfortable at people shouting and screaming at children and they'd be crying and not wanting to play and it was just horrific as i can fully agree with that i I played football from when i was about nine until i was maybe like 15 or something and like definitely early on like even at like an under 10s under 11s level like you'd have like you'd love to have your coach like standing on the pitch like irate screaming and things and you'd be like 
I remember one game like descended into complete farce once. Like it was just like her like how old would that have been there? Like twelve or something? And there were like people getting like half left, right, and center. Like it was just bad a bad tempered game. And like the parents were like going off on nuts at each other and just I was like, this is meant to be for fun. And now I'm like standing on this pitch. I don't even want the ball to come near me because somebody's going to like <laughs> fly kick me and it might even be like one of the parents. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, when I, seeing that woman kick off at that game just like took me back to that time of all those really angry. And typically in my experience, it was mostly like men, like dads. And now obviously like looking back with the benefit of like being older in hindsight and stuff, it was that kind of like, it's quite sad really when you think about it. That it's typically, you know, dads that, you know, they would they could have made it if it weren't for that <laughs> or whatever it was. Um, you know, almost right. kind of living sadly, vicariously through yeah. their children. That's the exact phrase I was going to say, living vicariously. Like, they're obviously, like, kicking every ball on the sideline. But, like, just some of the aggro was just ridiculous. But then, like, I think afterwards there was, like, a conscious effort, like... Maybe as I got older, there was a conscious effort to, like, stop that. So, like, the referee would, like, start to, like, seriously, like, red card parents, essentially, to be like, if you're going to speak like that, if you're going to shout like that, you need to leave because it's a kid's football game. It's not appropriate. Don't swear. Like, it's just, it's completely nuts. Yeah, I think a lot, any sort of, like, sport or hobby that children are involved in, I think parents do get very invested in it. Like, any kind of club that I was and when I was younger, it was like dancing or even like brownies. It would be like competitive parents who would be more invested than the, the children. Like dance mums, dance moms. Yeah. Irish dancing was probably the worst for that. Really? Yeah. So I, there would be like competitions and things and the, like the girls would say, oh, I don't want to go, but my mum's making me go and... Um, like crying and stuff like that and the mum's like no you will go it's so sad yeah they're literally Irish dancing like crying <laughs> I hope I'm I hope I'm not like that if I have kids like pushing them to that extent yeah I think there's like a fine line of like you know you know you want to be interested in what they're doing you know it's not really nice if your mum and dad don't or your parents don't care about what you're doing that's not very nice but it has to be a fine line between, you know, being interest, taking an active interest in what they're doing and want to, you know, encourage them and then, like, making them cry. <laughs> and I am... Um, do, do you think there's, like, a class divide when it comes to being a pushy parent? One time, like, quite liked to play tennis and we were part of this tennis... You had to, like, pay to be part of this tennis club, like a family membership so that we could all play. And we would, like, go up for, like, a knock around and stuff and... and I would play against my brother and my dad and things and then they would have kids tournaments which were like you know just like a bit of fun not the ball about like not that fast but I like showed up to play like a like a quarter final or something like after school and like I was like 14 or 15 just like a wee skinny guy like on the wrong side of puberty and my opponent showed up and he was like this <laughs> he was like the same age as me but he was like half a foot taller like <laughs> Must like properly like muscular like wearing like a Nike like vest top and like 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 a headband and all this kind of stuff like like as if he had a sponsorship deal. It was just me standing like on the other side of this like me we scrawny me standing on the other side of this net like about to be absolutely obliterated <laughs> by this guy's surf like Rafael Nadal style. <laughs> and my mum was like after it, I lost I lost but only because um 
I actually had to, he beat me in the first set and I beat him in the second set. And I was like, this guy's actually here for the taking. He just looks good. Um, <laughs> but I got this really horrific blister in my trainer and I, I could not move. It was, mm-hmm. I was so annoyed. So I was like, oh, I'll just forfeit. I don't care. And afterwards, my mom was like, I heard my mom talking to my dad afterwards. She was like, Danny, she'd have seen, she'd have seen the boy that showed up. He was like a man. So was your mum, was your mum giving him stick or was she a silent observer? No, she was just like standing kind of watching, like quite supportive. Yeah. She might not even have stayed to watch. I think my wee sister might have been like a, like a proper baby at that point and yeah. she was maybe like walking around the block in a pram. But like the other guy's parents were there and like proper like <laughs> fingers, fingers through the chain like chain link fence like shouting directions and that and he would like he would like serve the ball honestly and I honestly thought if I if I missed this ball with my racket there's every chance it could hit me in the face and knock me out it was that fast <laughs> so what what was that got to do with the class divide sorry or just because like he was obviously like from that part of the town that was very yeah very and like had the full set of like Nike sweatband like he had a he had maybe had like two tennis rackets that he showed up with and I was like there in like like my mismatched top and shorts and like a scuffed old tennis racket. I was just there for the knockabout. Yeah, I do think. Well, I, I get what, when I when I where I thought you were going with the class divide though is that I think like that pushy parents who push their kids into chess or tennis or I don't know what other posh people do. You know that's that's encouraging and that's like being supportive. But I think like you know working class dad shouting like exploit the flanks on the football pitch exploit the flanks is fine I think it's, it's like um, you know snap them or something <laughs> or just dads who shout who are like constantly shouting at their like seven year old son who doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> doesn't know what a flank is flank, I, know. I think these, these are the guys that these are the guys that play football manager though, too much and they want to be a football manager. So they will shout at their nine-year-olds, you're supposed to be a trequartista! <laughs> Play the false nine! <laughs> all in good fun. Or I mean, it's meant to be all in good fun, but obviously it's not. Yeah. I can't say I, can't say I personally have ever heckled somebody. I think it was different at a football game when you're at a, in a packed stadium. You know, usually you'd be kind of... Yeah, actually I take that back. You're in or shouting or... You know, but you can't hear it, so it's different in a basketball game, I imagine, during COVID times, it's empty. Yeah. Maybe I, they were saying things that a lot of people would say at a basketball game, you know, cursing the players or cursing the referee or whatever it is. But you, a lot of times you can't hear it because you're in a busy stand. And But then surely they would be self-aware and, like, realise that <laughs> I can hear every single word I'm saying. Like, why am I still being a diddy? Yeah, true. There was another there was another fella in the blank actually that I found. So I was looking at a few Twitter posts about the courtside Karen. And then one of the replies kind of made me laugh. There is no blank for being a Karen. Excuse? Hmm. That's what I would have put in there. But no, it's not excuse. There is no blueprint? Uh, no. There is no There is a blueprint for being a Karen. It's be loud, be obnoxious. Have a trendy no, haircut. Right. <laughs> well, we exactly we know. And yeah. having a haircut that's long in the front and trendy at the back. Yeah. There is no standing order for being a Karen. 
<laughs> oh my god, I can't believe we haven't spoken about that. We don't I... understand them. Read them and understand them. <laughs> I can I just say Jackie Weaver is the new oh. icon for twenty twenty one. What a queen. What a patient and tolerant we, queen. We love Jackie Weaver. We stand Jackie Weaver. This is a Jackie Weaver fan zone. This is a yeah. safe space for Jackie Weaver. Is it standing order? No, sorry, it's not standing order. No. Sorry, I just have the. Have you seen? I think I sent it to you actually. The indie band who do all like the. Who like made that into a song? And it's, it's just, not an indie band, it's one, it's one guy. I know. <laughs> but um, it was read them and understand them. Read them and understand them. Read them and understand them. <laughs> uh, that, I think that's actually how I found out about Jackie Weaver because I saw him doing his cover. I was like, what is this all about? You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. No authority at all. Do you know what it really reminded me of for some reason? Like the Vicar of Dibley, just because it was like a parish mm. council. That's the kind of vibe. Yeah. These people got far too much time on their hands. Yeah. I love the bit where the guy came back and he was like, we're trying to have a teams meeting, you fool. <laughs> like, obviously, I'm trying to have, like, a separate secret teams meeting that Jackie Weaver's not in. Yeah. And they'll just start laughing crazily. I was just so bizarre. Anyway, the missing word. Anyway, missing word, I don't know, tell me. There is no medicine for being a Karen. Oh. <laughs> dot, 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 sad face. Mm. I think there is. It's called, like, reflection. Mm. Introspection. Just relax. Take a breath. Don't say what you're about to say. There, Karen's medicines are um, speaking to people in charge. <laughs> a large glass of Sauvignon Blanc and a Minion meme. Yeah, and a Live, Laugh, Love sticker. <laughs> or for the gammons, it would be a lukewarm pint of Stella and a, and a gammon egg and chips. circle back very briefly because I just remembered that I saw something really funny about Captain Tom when he um, passed away there was a a different news story about something to do with like Liam Gallagher's dog or Noel Gallagher's dog or something like that that had, was either sick or like gone missing or lost or dead or something anyway and someone posted on, on the story being like on the day captain sir tom moore was taken from us this is the best you can do bloody shameful this page is supposed to be i wear my poppy with pride not i'll find any old on the internet and repost it <laughs> especially about an unknown dog owned by a third-rate singer and a fourth-rate band <laughs> sort it out <laughs> Oh, so it must have been like a I wear my poppy with pride page that they posted about Noel Gallagher's dog. Oh, we weren't happy. But again, great. As we said, as we've said numerous times, great sentence structure. An unknown dog owned by the third rate singer and a fourth rate band. I like how they rate him more than they rate the band. <laughs> Maybe they see him better as a solo artist. A solo, yeah. They prefer solo stuff. Sensational stuff. People are going mad, aren't they? Spending far too much time inside. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think that's it. I'm really excited to see what other madness we start to see over the next few weeks. Oh, <laughs> I'm nervous. Can I just say, like, if that was the level of like borderline insanity that happened when 
Captain Tom died, like, what the hell is going to happen when, like, the Queen dies? Oh, I don't know. Or, like, uh, Prince, Prince Philip or something? Like, what is actually going to happen? Yeah, oh. There, there won't be allowed to be any other news because it'll be disrespectful. They'll be like, yeah, God, I don't even want to think they're, about that. They're probably already um, making their paper mache now. Well, yeah, they better start now because it has to obviously be huge. Cause the bigger <laughs> it has the to be bigger mache. than Captain Tom's. The bigger the paper mache, the bigger the respect. <laughs> that was a new format for us, wasn't it? Because like we used to do one versus one and have a vote, but that's a bit, gets a bit tedious. Yeah. We've learned our lessons, we've reflected, we've, we've adapted, we've changed. And um, yeah, I think, we've, I think we've said enough for this week. What do you think? <laughs> we've said enough. I've had a good time. It was good yeah. to get back. Yeah. Dust, dust off the old mic. Dust off the mic, get back in the saddle. Um, I saw something and it was, um, why do all white people have anxiety on the podcast? And I feel like that's us. <laughs> Okay, I feel like so like everyone, I feel like well, that was everyone's like, oh my god, are you gonna let me speak? <laughs> I feel like that was everyone's like twenty twenty like reflection. Like I got really into podcasting and you know, I actually think it was everyone's thing in twenty nineteen, but we were a year late. <laughs> but you'll still find us in all the same places: um, Instagram, what is it now, Karen, and. Email what is it now, Karen at gmail.com. We didn't really go into any own kind of Karen confessions, but um, maybe we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, we also we, we also like you to submit stories um, to us as well. Times that you've been a Karen, times that you've ex- been on the receiving end of a Karen, general funny things that have happened to you. Anything. Yeah. We really don't care. We're not, yeah, we're, we're not particular, just anything. <laughs> <laughs> anything that we can talk about. DM us on, DM us on um, Instagram or, or emails. Yeah. And we'll see right. you. We'll say we see you next week, but I say we record these, I say weekly-ish. So. Yeah, we just do them if you like it. And we'll think <laughs> I think we're, we're averaging about every 10 days. I think it's pretty good but going. I feel like see you next week is better than saying see you in 10 days. See you next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good to... Great wee catch-up, Mrs. Good to see you. Good to see you. When you meet up when all this is over. Sorry, when, this is all, when this is all blown over. <laughs> bye. Good night, all. Bye. Bye-bye. Wait, let me say bye again. That was No, weird. I'm putting that one in. Night-night. <laughs>
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 